Hi and welcome back to The Art Bystander. I'm your host Roland Flip Kretschmar and today we have a special guest for uh, various reasons. I'm very excited about this conversation. Um, I met Julie Quattrup-Silberman a couple of weeks ago uh, during the Stockholm Art Week. Um, she is since last year the newly appointed director of Chart. Uh, you could say in a way the competitive art week based in Copenhagen let's see how much competition there is or not between those two cities but uh, we hit it off had a good conversation and I I really wanted um, you Julie to be on my podcast and uh, you know we're going to talk a bit about short today obviously but also about your background in the gallery business you've been working both running galleries and as, as an art advisor for many many years and I would assume that you're a very central figure in the Danish art scene. So, you know, there's a lot of reasons why I'm excited about this, Julie, but welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this uh, this talk and uh, to talk about chat, which will be my yeah first year mm. running it and just started a few months ago. So... If we start with Chart and then let's see how much we can get into Julie. <laughs> so for the listeners out there, you know, I made a reference to Stockholm Art Week. So I think that's pretty kind of self-explanatory. It's an art week in Stockholm. Uh, would you describe Chart in the same way or is it something else? Well, I will do. Um, I will describe it in another way because Chart is um, it's an art fair. And uh, we also have an art week, but it's not in the same time of the year. Like chat is always taking place the last weekend of August. It's been like that for 10 years. It was founded mm. in 2013 by five Danish galleries. Now I wanted to create a platform, an entrance point towards the entire Nordic art scene. So they had a wish and a mission for creating this community within the art world for galleries only based in the Nordic countries. And it's still like that. So mm. today we are, as we were from the beginning, and um, a nonprofit organization. But we changed that um, in the beginning of 2022 to becoming, in Danish USA, an Avalstri in the front. So yeah, a business with a professional board. Mm-hmm. So um, it has changed a bit since um, mm-hmm. since the beginning, but the vision and our mission for only inviting Nordic uh, galleries into the fairs has been the same. Uh, all right. So the way you're describing it is then you could say the short is more, let's say, similar to market rather than Stockholm Art Week, right? But would you say yeah. that short is then part of a larger art week that then takes place at the same time, or can you kind of expand a bit on? Um, yeah, how yes. it all works, basically. Well, um, chat is, yeah, we are an art fair, but we are also much more than just an art fair. We are an art event. So we mm. bring in like the entire ecosystem of the art world this one time per year, the last weekend of August. So that meaning we have a focus on our art fair at, that taking place at Schellottenbow in the heart of Copenhagen. Maybe I should just like short introduction to what Schellottenbau is, and that's an art institution, but Schellottenbau also has the Academy of Fine Arts. So it's an extremely um, historical building for where artists have been studying for the past uh, over 200 years. Um, mm. And we are just in the city center. And ever since the beginning, we, we've been there. Um, so besides having the art fair taking place at Schellottenbau, we have simultaneously 
in the um, another part of Charlottenburg, uh, we run a book fair um, for mm-hmm. younger artist-run uh, publishers. Then we have a packed talk program that each year both bring in um, artists that are represented by our galleries participating at the fair, but also make talks within different topics, themes that we want to highlight during this specific year. Then on top of that, we have Chad Architecture, a competition that we, I don't know, maybe we can come back to it later on, but it's a competition that starts on the early spring, also based on a theme where younger emerging um, architectural firms are, are submitting a proposal within a specific themes. And then we build up these mm-hmm. construction, these finalists building within the courtyard. And then furthermore, we have this year um, started a three-year collaboration with the Tivoli Gardens, this historical mm-hmm. amusement park in, um, in Tivoli, where we bring in a show with uh, 15 sculptures, installations that you can experience throughout the garden. So yes, we are an art fair, but we are also so much more mm. than an art fair mm. taking place um, for these only a few days, four days uh, by the end of August. Hmm. Fascinating. And um, I read somewhere, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but you have like 20 plus thousand visitors basically during these couple of days. Yes, we have. A, yeah. Last year there were 22,000 visitors, and hmm. I think we we're almost up to 40% of them came from abroad. And wow. from abroad also meaning from the Nordic countries and hmm. further on. So, wow. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of people that comes hmm. in for these days. So you started as a director uh, October 1st last year? Yes. So yes. And, and uh, how did you get this amazing position? <laughs> Just curious. <laughs> well, um, and congratulations. It, thank you so much. Um, yeah, I started October 1st and um, yeah, they put up this um, looking for a new new director. It's been before it's been run for the past five years by Nana Jordenberg that mm-hmm. um, moved on to or got headhunted to a position as director for Gammelstrand, another art institution in Copenhagen. So mm-hmm. um, the position got available and then they start looking for a new director um, during last summer. And I am. Um, I saw it on the website and I decided for to apply for this position. Wow. Hmm. Um, so it's been a, a, a long process with um, hmm. a, a headhunter company. So, um, yeah, but, uh, and then but it's fantastic that you applied yeah. yourself kind of. I, I love that part, you know, because yeah. it, it kind of, um, you know, a lot of people out there might, you know, listeners might also think, you know, it's not worth applying to dream jobs because you will not get them. But I mean, you're the proof that it's possible to get really, uh, you know, um, particular positions in, in, in society, right? But also by applying. So well done. And thank you. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. You sometimes you have to just go for uh, your dreams. So of course, I feel extremely honored and proud and also very humble to, uh, to take over this um, position. And yeah, as we start out saying, this will be my first year as a, as a mm. director. But I've been, as I have a background in gallery business, and I've been participating at actually every single of the mm. fairs with mm. different galleries. Um, so um, I have a I have a 
good sense of um, of chat, but now I'm on the other side and not the one mm -hmm. anticipating at it. Before we continue on that topic, I'm just curious, in addition to kind of your, um, let's say, background in the art space and in running galleries, etc., what do you think you bring as a director to Chart that is unique for Julie? Well, I think coming from many years at working at galleries, as director in galleries, I think I really have an understanding of what it feels like as a gallery participating at an, an art fair, how a gallery would want their artists, their representation, the communication around the, their, their projects and artists to be presented. Um, so that, that's, that's one thing that I really have an understanding of how it actually is to, to be in an, in an art fair. But I also think that I, I bring in um, this, uh, like this year, we have a focus on start collecting. I've been working as an art advisor for the past two years, and I feel like I really felt this growing interest in start collecting art. So mm -hmm. together with my team, we, we decided on um, adding this new project called Start Collecting with Chat that we want to try out this year with an exhibition where we ask all the galleries to submit an art piece with, um, within a lower price point and then curate an exhibition at the entrance of the lower foyer of uh, Charlottenburg. Because we really have this vision about expanding um, the conversation around the idea of conscious collecting. So yeah. um, I think this is one of the new things that I will bring in to, um, to the fair. What else, in addition to your kind of art experience and, and uh, you know, the new kind of elements of the program that you bring, is there something else more kind of, which is about Julie as, as, your, as a leader or as a person that you think that you, you can kind of bring in? Well, I'm working within the contemporary art scene for, for many years. I think I'll bring in a hopefully a very good energy, um, a curiosity about mm -hmm. communicating this world that I've been so mm. fascinating and privileged to be working in, within for, for many years. So I hope that my, my energy and my enthusiasm and passion for the art, that that will shine mm. through. Um, I hope so. But um, mm. <laughs> yeah, And this is where I wanted to get to, basically, kind of going a bit beyond the formal role as a director. So kind of understanding your, your, your drivers and passion. So when did this all start? Like, can you kind of, um, yeah, maybe explain to the listeners a bit who you are, where you grew up and how come that you ended up in the art industry? Well, um I, I've been studying art history. I, um, I grew up here in, in Denmark, north of Copenhagen. And um, I, I started studying, actually just after my um, high school, I, I went directly into university studying French. Um, and then when you're taking a bachelor, you need an extra um, mm -hmm. to, to study, an extra subject. And then I started studying art history. And then I moved to Paris and I... During my time in Paris, I, I could just feel that my interest within the contemporary art just it kept on growing. I was curious to walk around the galleries, the exhibition, following the art scene there. So when I came home, I decided on taking a bachelor in, in, uh, in art 
and an art history. And then when I came to my master, it was obviously that uh, I wanted to focus on the more contemporary art scene. So I took a master in modern culture um, and communication. So, um, and it was, it was very, um, there was huge diversity within that master because I was studying both the people from traditional art history, from, um, from literature, from, um, from, from different areas within the Humanua at um, the University of Copenhagen. So, uh, but I focused a lot on the contemporary art scene and also on the communication part of it like how to communicate a, uh, a contemporary arts uh, exhibition, uh, how to build up an exhibition uh, if you're doing it at a museum or gallery um, and really know your audience and how to speak to your audience. Um, so that was something that we were really focusing on in, um, when I, I took my master. But mm -hmm. um, it's been a few years now. Did you have um, kind of art at home when you grew up? Was that surrounding you? Like, was there an interest around art? Or did that kind of come, as you explained, through, through your studies? And yeah. Oh, there always been an interest uh, within art, but more the classic part, more like the mm -hmm. Danish golden age. Um, mm. My parents has always been taking me and my brother around at uh, museums and exhibitions. Um, I remember as a kid, like one of the first galleries in Copenhagen were run by the Aspect family. Um, they more or less like started the gallery scene in Copenhagen. And I recall that my parents took us into their gallery space and um, like on a Saturday, taking into going into Copenhagen and visit the gallery and, um, and then go to a museum. And so, so I really, I grew up um going to um going to exhibitions so of course my curiosity around the art world started on an early early age but mm. um yeah but then one leads to another like then mm -hmm. studying friends and that leads to studying art history and then i ended up taking a master in, in modern culture so um mm. yeah and how many years did you live in france I only lived there for for half a year. Then I oh, okay, okay. came back. It was like, you know, it was it was before that uh, you had Wi-Fi and so on. So mm. making your your studies from uh, from abroad were were actually a little difficult. I felt like like doing it on your own. You had to go to this um, computer uh, internet shop in order to check your yeah, email yeah. because you didn't have it on your phone <laughs> and so on. Now it feels like I'm. Just, so old with I'm not, but you know, it's just so going and checking your emails from your teacher back home in order to see like what's the next thing that you should be studying and so on. I, I thought it's much easier today, you know, you can just go and you can take online courses and so on, but you couldn't at that time. So um, I decided to, to go home and say, you know what, at some point I can always go back. That might be in later on a time where um, I don't know, my career will bring me abroad. Um, but, and it has, because all the galleries that, not like living abroad, but with all the galleries that I've been working at, we've been participating at art fairs all over the world. So I really feel like I've been extremely privileged to, to travel a lot with my work. So. so how did you get your first job in the art industry? Well, um, during my master, I, um, I got a coach and uh, he, uh, he mentioned to, 
to me, and I never forget him for, for saying that, that every job you have now at your master, that should lead towards what you want to do afterwards. Mm. Um, so he said, try out different areas within the ecosystem of the art world. Are you curious about working at a gallery and, and that atmosphere around working at a gallery? Are you more to a museum or um, going into more the culture part of um, like, but um, then, then I really, I was very drawn towards the gallery world and seeing like the works being um, produced at an artist studio, bringing those works into the gallery, building up the shows in collaboration with the artist, and then communicating the artist's works to an audience, telling that story and bringing that out, um, selling the works or placing the works. Um, that, that journey for an art piece from the very first beginning at the studio until seeing mm -hmm. it going into a either a private collection or museum, I I felt like that was extremely interesting and then were um, an amazing like vibe and energy around it. Um, so um, already on my master, I um, I sent in an application to um, to Gallery Aspic and uh, got my first first gallery job there. Mm. But um, can I ask you about this uh, this process of selling um, selling art, as you say? Um, what's the hardest part, actually? Well, um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, and now I'm just repeating your question just to give myself a little extra time in order to think about it. But the the hardest part is um, the hardest part is actually getting out to the right audience, mm -hmm. like really make sure that you, you bring it to, to the right people and, um, and you communicate the artist's thoughts and concept and ideas behind the piece in the, in the right way. Um, so, but it does a lot of things that need to work out in order to make the right presentation. Like, how do you write about it in your press text? How do you communicate it on your online platforms? Mm -hmm. um, how do you uh, explain the artist's background and, and works? And what people do you send it out to? How well do you, you know your audience in order to communicate this specific art piece, the artist's work, to the right people? Like working at a gallery, of course, there are always some kind of line between the artist but but still also an extremely diversity and you could have collectors only collecting a few of the artists from your galleries that will never buy the other half of it um so knowing how to communicate this specific art piece out to the right audience i think that's that could be the hardest part sometimes mm. no, and of course I'm, I'm asking because um Many of the people I meet, not only in the, on the podcast, but like generally in the art industry, are kind of somewhere in this, um, let's say, commercial domain. And mm. I think there's a lot of uh, mysticism also around the art industry. And, you know, why is it that one artist succeeds and not the other? And, you know, what are the mechanisms of sales? And, you know, so it's, uh, it's, just it's true. And it's, yeah. Yeah. In, and, and it's a good question again, like why are there some artists that 
uh, is not that successful and then there's others that's mm. just as good as the other one but it also has something to do like having having a gallery that's a huge part of it um mm. not that you can't be a successful artist without a gallery it's not what i'm saying but but most of it like having a gallery and the gallery will communicate your your works like a gallery not only show the the artist works at their own space but they also bring it into a larger audience participating in art fairs for instance um traveling with the pieces bringing it into a more international audience uh, both to the local which is important but also further out so this collaboration between an artist and a gallerist i think that's what makes the yeah the um the most successful collaborations or mm. yeah and this is again where where short also plays a role right because you, yes. you are then a platform for the gallerists and also for the artists and it's also a, a way for collectors mm -hmm. to um to meet uh, artists and, and and discover new art right it uh, is so we we are only when we talk about the local we refer to the nordic art scene we want to see mm -hmm. the entire nordic as as our backyard um, mm. and want to create like the vision for us was to create this entrance point for um, collectors museums institutions a broader audience from all over and chat as one entrance point to see what's going on in the in a nordic art scene but yes we try to be much more than just this art fair and also to to build up a uh, build up a professional platform like chat is also for a lot of art professionals um, an important meeting point each year because mm -hmm. we really try mm -hmm. to gather the entire ecosystem and and also to do a lot for our galleries um, a few years ago during um, during the pandemic we needed to find a new format so um, we started out these online curator meetings and it was it was very successful back then so we we kept it within our program and it adds a lot of value um because as a gallery when you participate at chat you not only participate this one time per year you enter a platform where we communicate your program your artist works your exhibitions throughout the entire year but also like six months in advance of the art fair we create these online meetings for the gallerist so mm. they they present an, an artist um, for for uh, curators and museums um, in an online meeting that we create the platform for um, and set up half an hour meeting. So already six months in advance of hopefully meeting at uh, at chat, they start a dialogue with museums with curators presenting um, as one of the selected artists and then keep on developing mm. this conversation for the next couple of months until they could meet up in August. So this is one way where we're really sticking out and, and do a lot for the galleries um, yeah, behind the scenes, because this is not something that we, yeah, we presented and we share it on our website, but this is, this is something that we do for our galleries. Do you think it's hard to be a collector today? I I think there's um, you know you, you're being exposed to so much constantly, so being 
in that way could be happen and the other way you you can really you can see so much there are many exhibitions at fairs all over and it's in, if if you want to go into that world that world of extremely passionate you'll meet passionate people and be exposed to many incredible um experiences so um but um I think as a collector, it's it's um, it's important that you collect some kind of conscious and you know where you want to bring your collection and you want to have a focus within your collection. And if you have that, then I don't think it's that that strong. But I can understand if you're new to collecting, it can be hard in order to figure out where to go and um, and what to see. So that's one of the reasons why we really wanted to. Uh, mm -hmm to make this exhibition like start collecting because as a new collector the most importantly is to go out and see as much as possible and talk to people so mm -hmm. entering an art fair that's a place where you will be exposed to a lot of different medias and you will also be able to meet all the galleries because they're there to represent their artists works and to talk and they want to talk about it so it's just a matter of entering and and talk to the gallerist and an artist in there directly and be curious. Do you think that, um, I mean, and if we take a step back, the art industry is, um, I mean, it's, for one, it's, it's extremely, uh, an extremely big industry. Like, I mean, it's in the tens and tens of billions of dollars, right? In, in, in it turnover. is, yeah. Um, but it also has a lot of negative impact on the environment. Um, I think this like, you know, just making an art fair, you know, shipping art all over the world, you know, it's back and forth here and there, you know, several times a year. Um, do you think that the art industry is at a good point or not when it comes to being kind of sustainable and ever environmentally friendly? And what is the role of an art fair in all of this? Well, we are trying to be as sustainable as possible. Um, you can say like we are also only an, a Nordic art fair, mm -hmm. so all our sure. galleries come within like a reasonable distance. Um, mm. So collecting from your local art scene or the Nordic art scene, you're also going towards a more sustainable instead of having work shipped from all over the world. But I, we can of course we can do a lot. We we can also when we ship works, for instance. Um, both as a gallery, but also as a client, like as a gallery, like plan it a lot in advance. So maybe instead of flying it over, you can have it shipped over and um, in a transport combined with with other things in order to um, yeah to to make a lower um, yeah carbon footprint. Um, but also as a collector to to think about it, like just because you just purchase an art piece, you Maybe you don't have to have it the following day, but if you can wait a bit, then it can be shipped together with something else mm. for mm. with um, that the gallery are having sent home. So um, and then on the other hand, just keeping low what we are we are printing. I'll be aware of when we um, um, yeah our for instance our entire courtyard like the food partners we have have there are they you know sustainable kitchens uh, and so on really be aware of everything and every time we print something how is this done could we do it digitally instead of having mm. this printed out so of course we considered 
all that constantly within our process of, mm. of building up a fair and also other things that we can reuse from last year. Um, you're also thinking of that, of course. Hmm. So what about your kind of ecosystem of partners and, you know, what I, I guess it's a pre pretty big, um, <laughs> it requires big business to kind of run an art fair like this or like yeah. a platform like this. So um, without going into details about each and every partner, obviously, but kind of, can you expand a bit on the ecosystem and what kind of support do you need really? Well, we, um, we are a non-profit organization, so we are... Um, we need to apply for, for funding, for mm -hmm. sponsors, for partners each year. Um, so each year we have an idea of where we want to go this year, like what do we want to focus on? Um, and then we set, a, we set a budget and we start applying to, to all the foundations and, and partners and sponsors. And um, yeah, we, um, th that's, we need that in order to, to build everything up. Um, so, but as for our partners, we, um, we have one, we have a key partner, UBS, that we, mm -hmm. this is, um, I think it's the third year that we, uh, we have them collaborate with them. They also huge, um, sponsor of, um, of the art world and also a partner with, uh, with Art Basel. Um, then we have different partners in order to, to build it up. We have been having Hay for many years, the furniture company that makes our courtyard look beautiful with a <laughs> um, setting. Um, we have um, different partners, but also partners of uh, art institutions hmm. um, and partnering up with art institutions within the entire Nordic, but also um, institutions around and in Copenhagen that we, we use in our VIP program when we build up the fair. So um, we have, um, besides having a program that uh, takes place at Charlottenburg, we have this huge VIP program outside, um, outside Charlottenburg with exhibition openings, uh, guided tours, um, and so on with, um, with the institutions around. So um, they're a huge part of it, of um, our partners as well. Because of course we want when people come to, to visit us in Copenhagen and see the fair, we also want them to go out and see the entire art scene mm. that takes place um, in, um, in the city and around. So when I did the introduction, I, I, I might have, you know, hastily kind of uh, said that Chart is kind of maybe competitive with Stockholm Art Market, uh, Stockholm Art Week or, or, or Market. But I mean, I guess you would disagree, but in a way there is competition, right? <laughs> because it's two cities in the Nordics or in Scandinavia and uh, or how can they complement each other, let's say, these two initiatives? Well, like now, uh, Market Art Fair just took place a few weeks ago. We are by the end of August, mm -hmm. so we are not in the same time. And of course, there's a lot of the same galleries that are participating. We're mm -hmm. both two Nordic art fairs. So, um, and we both have also a focus on um, younger galleries, on so make a younger gallery section. Um, they tried it out this year in, in Spritfabriken and we mm -hmm. have this area called um, Please Notice where we have eight galleries from the Nordics that are more like artist-run spaces, newer emerging galleries. 
Um, so of course, there's a lot of similarities between those two two art fairs. Both have a talk program where we um, bring in um, professional art professionals or artists and so on. But I think both adds a lot of value to the ecosystem of the art world. Um, so, and it's I I went up there to um, to see it and. Yeah, take part in that program, and it was it was inspiring to go to to Stockholm. A lot of our galleries participating mm. in chat are also based in Stockholm, so it's also a matter of going and and visit them in in their galleries. What do you think has changed um, <clears throat> the most in the in the kind of art industry or in the art market? I mean, locally now in Scandinavia, let's say. Uh, since you started uh, 10, 15 years ago, or you know, what what has changed the most? The most is the way we communicate about art. Mm. Um, all our digital social media platforms. That wasn't at that time. Um, just when how we invited people to come to openings, we were mailing out invitations um, and made postcards and so on. Mm. Now we are we're emailing it, we're putting it on our social media, whether it's a LinkedIn or Facebook or, um, or Instagram. So we, we are constantly sharing knowledge about what's going on in the, in the different uh, gallery spaces or artists. And we also follow a lot of institutions and artists on our own social media. So we are being exposed to so much um, at at one time, just by scrolling down on your and uh, your feed and your Instagram. So that's that really changed the way we communicate mm -hmm. and present artworks, um, just within an extremely short time, I think. And also, like there's been coming a lot of art fairs. Like chat has been going on for the past yeah ten years, but there's many art fairs in. Um, in in many cities around the world, um, but I also, if you just keep looking at the local art scene, many galleries um, are starting uh, artist-run spaces. Just the curiosity about art has really expanded quite a lot for the past mm -hmm. only few years. Yeah, and I you guess can, uh, the yeah. pandemic contributed a lot to that. I mean, a lot of people spent uh, many, many hours online, kind of just yeah. bo bored at home. And maybe I would say actually started to discover the, 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 the fascinating world of art, because as you say, there's a whole new generation of artists and gallerists and curators and collectors that have been and are very present on Instagram or other platforms. And I, now it's great to actually see that those people that discovered art online are actually also now entering the art world, physically kind of experiencing it, going to art fairs, gallery yes. openings, exhibitions, things like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, of course you can sit and you can look at your social media and you can dive into an artist's works and so on. I think it's, it's important when you want to start collecting, mm. yet you do some research um, and, and check out the, mm. the galleries and the, the artists or um, so on on your social media. But the most important is that you get out and you see art, you stand in front of an art piece and you feel it um, with your own eyes and not just um, behind the screen. So, uh, but really see that I think the um, UBS, uh, the art report that they each year publish, it just came out and that we are almost at the same level as where we were before the pandemic. 
Um, so um, it's going it's going well, going okay in in the art world, in the global art market. Mm. I know you can't predict the future, obviously. No. <laughs> then maybe you would um, do another job. <laughs> but but uh, still, if you can try to look into the future of the art industry, what kind of trends that are current at the moment do you think will kind of change art industry in the next couple of years? Well, I, um, I think focusing like the social media part, I think that will keep growing. Mm. And I think uh, it will become bitter and bitter <laughs> and you get a more sense of, yeah, the, the artist works and the way you present it and, and everything. And that will, I think that will grow quite a lot. But I also think that people will start collect more, yeah, conscious, be more aware of the sustainability within collecting, supporting their local art scene. Um, I, um, yeah... But, um, yeah, what will happen? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but listen, in addition to um, kind of experiencing art, you know, um, looking at paintings or experiencing yeah. performances or looking at sculpture and things like that, you also have um, quite a rich content program at Chart, right? So you have yes. artist talks, you have uh, panel debates, you have... Yes. Uh, a lot of different events going on. Well, how, can you expand on this a bit? Yeah, we um, so we have we have the art fair with uh, thirty seven galleries, where mm. eight of them are this younger section. Um, please notice, and um, then we have a talk program. We, um, as I started out, mentioned we have this exhibition start collecting with chat, and the idea about talking about this country's collecting. We have expanded that both within our talk program, but also on our online platform chat journal. So we want to highlight or um, share with, with our audience how to collect, but how to collect in a certain way of how do you do it for a museum, for public space, for private home? What are the differences? What are your, um, yeah, what is the journey for, for these different um, aspects? And then in our talk mm -hmm. program as well as we have every year, we're going to bring in some, um, some artists and do artist talks. We, um, we're going to have some great names this year. I can't reveal any of it yet, um, but uh, it will be very exciting. And we're going to do the art talks between a museum director or curator and then with the, with selected artists um, mm -hmm. then we have our chat architecture competition and this year not only are we focusing on on architecture which we also have been doing for the past nine years with this uh, competition for for younger architects but it's also world capital of architecture um, in Copenhagen so we partnered up with UNESCO um, mm -hmm. in order to get our chat architecture program in that program as well so um, that that's also a part that will be presented in our talks program with two talks focusing on um, both the theme for this year new european Bauhaus and also uh, we want to um, introduce a talk about art and architecture and how uh, it's important to bring 
artist in on an earlier stage on when you're constructing a building um, new new spaces and what art actually can add on to architecture and what value that will give. Um, and then we have um, Chad and Tivoli, this three-year mm. collaboration. And that's an extremely exciting exhibition with... Um, with yeah, with, with sculptures and installations, um, some even like site-specific installations um, that will be presented. So it's like a treasure hunt. You can walk around in this amusement park and find all these fifteen sculptures and some in even surprising places. But it's also a matter of getting out to a new audience because if you're going into this amusement park, um, maybe you don't expect to see this. Uh, exhibition chat intuitively but you came there for uh, trying out all the roller coasters and so on and then suddenly you you will see all this art as well and and that show I'm very excited to see it but it also which is really nice it's that it runs for a month so um, mm. it opens on August 24 as we do and then it closes down on September 24 when Tivoli closes down for the season as well wow. That's nice. so um, we're kind of like extending um our art program for a whole month in um, in Tivoli, mm, so um, mm. yeah, that's really nice. Um, and then we have the book fair as well, and with um, younger or um, smaller artist-run uh, publishers, and that's that's also interesting. And it's also a way of showing how um, art books can be small art pieces on its own and um, yeah how they can be collectible items as well so that's another way of collecting that's within the art books that we also gonna yeah bring in and talk about at um, our talks program so um, and then on top of all that um, we have uh, during both Friday and Saturday night we have a music program so when you've been looking at art the entire day and walking around the Chilodden Bowl and listening to talks, then you can hang out in the courtyard at Chilodden Bowl and um, yeah, have dinner from one of our food partners and listen to music. So we have a great music uh, program both night, but um, it's with musicians that are uh, more like emerging um, mm. artists. Uh, we have a team that been we've been collaborating with for for many years to build up this very cool program for us so um i'm really excited about that one as well yeah it sounds really really exciting and uh, yeah. i'm also looking forward to um both go and participate and uh, i cannot share more information about that so we obviously have also <laughs> not, not a small yes, collaboration no. <laughs> So um, that will be for the listeners to find out later, but that's that's going to be exciting. But mm -hmm. listen, Julie, before we kind of round off, I'm I'm curious, um, like on you as a collector yourself, like how much do you buy art, and you know what what is your preference? Well, like working at galleries for so many years, like it's so easy to fall in love with a new art piece constantly, mm -hmm. uh, and I wish that I have been able in position where I could have purchased much more um, but uh, of course I have art in, in my home but the art I have here also reflects um, reflects where I've been working in, in the different galleries it's artists that have been represented by these, um, these galleries but I also see like collecting art is um, is a way of showing who you are it's in the length of your own identity so um 
I've always been very uh, interesting in photo-based artists. So that's like mm-hmm. mostly what I have. Um, but uh, and in particular names, I know it's hard when you're kind of running <laughs> an art fair to mention oh, names. But yeah, it's hard to sit and and name drop, you know. Um, yeah. Because there's so many artists that I would love to have as well in 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 my collection. But I um, yeah, and you maybe don't want to give kind of a preference. But if you want, if you can name a few that you can <laughs> <laughs> that I can uh, that that I can uh, that I can put in. Well, well, I have um as well, Torbjörn Rödland, I have uh, Astrid Kruse Jensen, two photo-based um, artists. I have Gurun Hessler. But then I also have like um, the Danish artist Fuss. Some, he works a lot mm. in the field behind um, art and design or see design objects with the functionality. Uh, or, I mean, art works with the functionality. Um, I have a few pieces by him. And then Klaar Lilja. A Danish artist. I think that was my the last thing I, I mm. purchased, and that's um, an artist working with ceramics. So I have a a sculpture, a huge vase by her. So um, yeah, different things, but uh, room for more. <laughs> Always room for more. <laughs> Always room for more. That's for sure. <laughs> but listen, if you're not a VIP. Um, and a, like a big collector and you still want to get into the coolest parties. <laughs> How do you kind of do that? How do you crash a cool party at Chart or, you know? Well, you, um, you come in on Friday because that's when our public day start. And then you hang out in the courtyard uh, late afternoon where we mm-hmm. will reveal the winner pavilion or the winner um, construction of chart architecture mm-hmm. around five. And then the music program starts and you can hang out in the courtyard for a nice party with mm-hmm. um, people. And from then the... maybe you will be invited to some secret after party somewhere. Maybe, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> But so, important, you know, it's important for us that chat is for everyone. And yeah, that's yeah, also sure. why, like, um, of, of course, there's a VIP program. And of course, mm-hmm. we do like it, that on, on, on Thursday. But it's also very important for us that art is for everyone. And chat should be for everyone with a slightly yes. curiosity within the art world. So that's also why our talks program, these 15 talks, Hmm. Uh, free. You can just enter them. Um, yes. Like Schlottenburg is divided in, in two uh, courtyards and in between there's a, a, a huge room called the chapel and that's where we'll have all the talks. So you can basically just walk in from the street and, and sit and listen to um, to these talks. Hmm. And then... Yeah, and I agree on the kind of art is for everyone and I think some of the art fairs or even the galleries are sometimes a bit too elitist um, but that's a whole different story we don't have time to kind of <laughs> deep no, dive on yeah. that today so but I, I agree with you I mean um, it's great that chart is is so open to the public same in Stockholm I think it's been a great development in the last year even I mean mm. um, this year's uh, art week and market was really a, a big success So, uh, Julie, we could go on forever, but mm-hmm. uh, I mm-hmm. like to keep uh, things short and sweet in this podcast. Nice. Um, it's short. Basically, it's a full program for four days in August, right? So it's yes. uh, between August 24th and 27th. 
Yes, and then with Tivoli for a month afterwards. <laughs> exactly. And you can get all the information online, of course. You can see the full program. It will be kind of released, I guess, kind of step by spe- step by step up until the show uh, or the, the art week starts. Um, any kind of um, last remarks or comments you want to make about chart and why if if people are not yet convinced <laughs> why they should call, like a last pitch i hope they are well i think they should um if they're not all hopefully already doing it but that they, they would go in and follow chat on our social media because that's where great we we post we we post like throughout the entire year like our communication platform is very mm. much alive throughout the entire year but from now we just we just posted uh that we will be presented um a little bit more than uh, 100 artists this year at uh at chat we're also mm. very pleased to actually be able to to show that we have a uh, diversity um, within men and women, um, mm-hmm. and we um, and also with, within the galleries, like almost half of them uh, of the galleries participating are, are run by women as well. Um, we had fantastic. a focus few years ago where mm. the art fair only focused on, on female artists, and has actually throughout all the year really talked about these uh these things but that's another discussion maybe for another time um yeah but i think but it's great that you mention it because it's really important and I, I i believe that the art industry is actually falling behind a bit in especially in the nordic scandinavia i mean we are so well known globally in other industries to be at the forefront of um of kind of equality and gen- i mean different mm. sorts of equality right so i think it's great that also the art world is catching up um, yeah, it has been one of our biggest structural challenges in the art world, mm. this gender imbalance. But um, yeah. we are um, we've, we're focusing a, a lot on it. We're very aware of, um, aware of it. So, um, but yeah, I hope that people will, will follow it because now we're starting showing like our artist list, uh, the gallery list has been mm-hmm. out for, uh, for quite some time. And then we're going to slowly reveal our program with performances, with music, with a uh, Tivoli project, um, artists that will be presenting works in there. And yeah, the, the program in general, the talks program and so on, that will come like within the next, the next few months. And then we mm-hmm. will see see everything um yeah taking place the last so basically of see you at short right <laughs> yes hope so <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's maybe the end message see you all at short if you're a listener uh go to short it's august 24th to 27th with um, an extended month at tivoli it's gonna be fantastic huge program revealed online on social media so please follow short you can also find julie walter silberman on instagram and other platforms and thank you so much for joining the conversation today it was really my privilege thank you thank you for having me it's been fun and great to to talk about chat thank you